so much more than a day. I remember, I'm old enough to remember, when stores would start putting out Christmas decorations at the end, I know this is hard to believe, at the end of November, after Thanksgiving, then you'd see stuff going up in the stores, right? The five and ten. You see stuff going up in the stores or, you know, even in the beginning of December, a lot of stores, they started to decorate. Now, it's, it's right after Halloween or even before Halloween that we start decorating, right? All the stores, everything starts going up. I don't even know why we have Black Friday anymore. What is the point of Black Friday when they started early and they ended a month later? And then between that, you have Cyber Monday. So Black Friday used to be the time. It used to be an event for people like, oh, Black Friday, you make your list. I think people still do that. But now Cyber Monday, Black Friday goes on forever. Oh, here it goes on and on and on. It's become this event. We go crazy with Christmas leading up to it. We go crazy, and then it is over. It's all done. And when all the gifts have been opened, and when there's nothing left under the tree, we pretty much go into a Christmas coma, right? Now, I was expecting a Christmas coma from you this morning, but I'm not getting it. You guys seem a little excited at that music and everything. So, But what happens is after Christmas and everything's done, the wrappings all burn in your fireplace or thrown out or whatever, we go into a Christmas coma. But here's the thing. How we live our lives after Christmas is really the most important part. It's the most significant part of this whole Christmas story how you and I choose to live our lives when it's all over is the most important part. In Luke chapter 2, verse 17, it says this, When they had seen him, they spread the word concerning what had been told them about this child. And all who heard were amazed at what the shepherds said to them. But Mary treasured up all these things, and she pondered them in her heart. The shepherds returned, glorifying and praising God for all the things that they had heard and seen, which were just as they had been told. One of my, cha- one of my challenges this morning, one of my challenges to you this morning and to myself, is to live out this quote by Charles Dickens in The Christmas Carol, my favorite story of all time, The Christmas Carol. He says this at the end, I will honor Christmas with my heart and keep it all of the year. I will live in the past, the present, and the future, and the spirit of all three shall strive within me. I will not shut out the lessons that they teach. In Luke chapter 2, there are three lessons that we can learn to keep Christmas alive all year long. How do we keep it alive all year long? Now, I know what some of you are thinking, right about now. I, if, I, if I hear one more Christmas sermon, okay, I'm going to lose it. I, I just can't, I can't, I mean, Christmas, you got before Christmas sermons, you got during Christmas sermons, you got after Christmas sermons, I'm done. I, I am so, I'll bet you, you're thinking to yourself, I'll bet you I could get up this morning and give this sermon that he's about to give. Because I've heard so many Christmas sermons, I could give it myself. 
I'm just going to turn off right now and not let, like, you may think that, all right, but I'm not really sure it's true. And I read a story I want to kind of relay to you the reason why it's probably not true. This chauffeur was driving around this chemistry professor. The chemistry professor was famous. He gave, amazing, he gave this amazing speech, and everybody wanted to hear the speech. And the chauffeur would drive him around, and he would practice in the car, and then he'd get up, give the same speech, and the chauffeur said to the chemistry professor, he said, you know, professor, I've heard this, so, this talk so often that I, I'll bet you I could give it myself. And the chemistry professor said, I'll bet you 50 bucks you can't. And he said, you're on. Because I, I, I've memorized it. He said, well, 50 bucks you're on. So the, the chauffeur, he pulls over to the side of the road before they get to the venue, and they, they change clothes. They switch clothes. So they get there, and they came to the banquet, and the chauffeur was all dressed in the tuxedo, and he was sat at the very head table, and then he got up and he stood up and gave the exact same speech the professor gives every single time. And when he had finished, everybody stand up and gave him a standing ovation. He was just sitting there. He was a proud peacock boy. He was like, yeah, I'm going to get 50 bucks for this one. And then as it went on, the, the MC got up and said, you know, you know, we are so fortunate to have this man in our presence that I, and, we, and we have a little bit of time left, which is great. And what I'd like to do is open it up for question and answers. And so the, he gets up, and the first person stands up and asks a question. I don't know if you've ever been to a conference where people love to hear themselves talk kind of thing, using different vocabulary words. And the guy gets up, and he asks the first question. The chauffeur's like deer in the headlights. He is, he's stunned. And he's like shuffling his feet, <clears throat> clearing his throat. And then, then he gets a, a burst, a, a flash of insight. And he says, you know what? That is about the dumbest question I have ever heard in my entire life. As a matter of fact, it is so dumb, I'll bet my chauffeur could answer it instead of me. Get him up there. <laughs> I heard that, I was like, so if you think you heard Christmas sermons before, you get up here, probably not, all right? But back to, back to Luke 2 and three lessons that we can learn that'll help us keep Christmas alive all year long. Number one, we can ponder. We can ponder. Verse 19, but Mary treasured up all these things and pondered them in her heart. The first way we keep Christmas alive all year long is to keep it fresh in our hearts and to ponder, listen, old truths in new ways. Keep it fresh in our hearts and ponder old truths in new ways. C.S. Lewis said this, we don't need to be told new ideas so much as we need to be reminded of old truths. How do we take things, and I've said this the past couple of weeks, you know, when, when you hear something that's so familiar, you go into this spiritual or mental coma. So how do we take these old truths that we know, that we all know, but, but think of them in a fresh way that keeps them alive? After Christmas is the, one of the greatest times to reflect spiritually. 
how do these familiar truths impact my daily walk with Jesus Christ? Don't let that go by. Answer the question. How do these familiar truths that I hear all throughout this Christmas season impact my daily walk with Jesus Christ? You've heard, you've heard the story of Christmas so many times, but have you ever thought about how it truly impacts your life? How does it impact my walk? How does it impact how I think? Have you really stopped to think about the story itself? See, we need to ponder the reality of who Jesus Christ is in our lives and how the Christmas story affects us. But then we, we, we've got to ask ourselves a question also, am I allowing the Christmas story to get buried in all of the... I don't know, the circumstances of the season, all the traditions, all the, all the celebration of the season. Is Christ, is Christ being forgotten, buried through all the celebration of the season? There's a, there was a family, and they were pretty well off. They had a really nice house, and then they they had a baby, and they wanted to have their baby dedicated at, the, you know, at, at this time of year. And so they said, let's man, we want to dedicate our baby. The baby is so excited we have our baby. We want to dedicate, we want to celebrate, do a baby dedication. And so they had it at their house and they invited all of their friends and all of their family to this incredible celebration of this baby. And they wanted to make this the best party that anyone's ever been to in their lives. And so what they did was they had gifts for each person who came to the party. And these weren't just like, you know, re-gifting gifts, you know what I'm saying. Oh, look, a thing of, you know, whatever, and cookies and a couple of things. And you, oh, hey, pass it on, because you don't like little strawberries or anything. And so, no, this was something they wanted to keep, so everybody got a gift. And the meal, the meal was like one of the best meals that you've ever had in your entire life. And so everybody's at this party eating an amazing meal. They're getting there, they got their present. They're thinking, what an amazing party. And then the time came to, to really do what they came, the main purpose of why, why they were there, which was the infant ceremony. So, okay, it's time to dedicate the baby, the ceremony for the baby. Where's the baby? No one could find the baby. The baby was missing. The baby was gone. Everybody starts freaking out. As they start looking around. They look upstairs. They look downstairs. People go in the basement. People go on outside looking for the baby. No one could find the baby. Finally, one person says, wait, 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 wait. Everybody, wait. I remember the baby when I came in was sleeping on a bed. I'm not sure which bed it was. And so everybody ran around the house and looking at all the beds. And yes, they did. They found the baby. They heard a little squeaking noise. and They found that baby. They found that baby buried under all the coats and all the jackets and all the wraps that everybody brought in, threw on, the ca on that bed to the party. See, the object of that day's celebration had been forgotten, had been neglected, was nearly smothered by all the other things that were going on around that baby at the party. See, here's a question I want us to reflect on this morning. Is the baby whose birth that we celebrate at Christmas being hidden under 
under the, the piles of traditions, under the, just the piles of traditions, and I'm going to use the, I'm going to use the words cultural expectations of the season. Have we forgotten about the baby that we are supposed to be worshiping? The baby that we're supposed to be set, the reason why we do all this, have we forgotten because of all the traditions and all the cultural expect, oh, did I, did I check everything off my list? You have a list. And I bet your worship Jesus is not on the list. Think about Christ and the impact that that birth has had on my life. Check. Got to ask ourselves, we got to process through that. Second, we can praise, we can, we can praise, we can ponder, and we can praise. In verse 20, it says this, the shepherds return glorifying and praising God, glorifying and praising God. And then in Luke chapter 2, verse 10, we read this, it says, but the angel said to them, do not be afraid, I bring you good news of great joy that will be for all the people. Today, in the town of David, a Savior has been born to you. He is Christ the Lord. This will be a sign to you. You will find a baby wrapped in clothes and lying in a manger. The shepherds had witnessed the world's greatest birth announcement, basically. They got to witness the greatest birth announcement in the history of the world. Now, <laughs> I am sure that you've heard what I just read before. I'm sure that during this season, you probably read it yourself. You had an opportunity to read it. You've heard it. You've heard it on, on television shows. You've heard it in church. You may have read it. But what I want to do is I want to highlight one word from what I just read. And that word is you. You. The angel said to the shepherds, I bring you good news of great joy that will be for all people. A Savior has been born to you. This is a sign for you. You will find the baby. The angel's message to the shepherd is that this is your Savior. This is your God. This is your Lord. This is your King. This is your King. Sometimes we focus so much, much on the phrase, God so loved the world, that we forget that God so loved you that he gave his only begotten Son. That God so loved you specifically. The message of the angels to the shepherds is that Jesus Christ is your gift. He is your gift at Christmas. It's, yes, to the world, absolutely. But it says you, your gift. And the fact that this gift is for you then asks the question... What is your response going to be to this amazing gift that you've been given? You, not in general, specific. What is my response to this, this incredible gift that God the Father has given me? This celebration that we have, what is going to be Jeff's response to this incredible gift? Don't worry about the person sitting next to you. Oh, this is a great sermon for them. This is a great sermon. No, 
It's, it's not about the person sitting next to you. It's not about the person at work or at school who needs to know Christ. It is at another time, but not right now. I'm talking about you. I'm talking about you specifically. Jesus is God's gift to you. You will find your Savior, your God, your Lord, your King. The question is, in 2021, how will you, as we go into a new year, how am I going to respond to what I just described? How are you going to respond? Will you praise Him? Will you worship Him? Think about this. Will you actually live for him? Because we got to break out of some of the things that were the spiritual rut that we're stuck in. Get those wagon wheels. I remember those old, the wagon trains and they'd have a, a rut in the road and the wheels would go into those roads and some of us are in a spiritual rut. The question is, how do we get out of that rut? Will we praise him? Will we thank him? Will we live for him? Or will you and I just continue in our mediocre religious response? Gotta ask the question. If you get nothing, if, if there's only one person who asked this question this morning, it is worth it. Will I, how will I respond to the gift that was given to me personally? Will I praise him? Will I worship him? Will I, will I live for him? Will I serve him? Or will I, in 2021, continue in the same spiritual rut? Will I still live out this mediocre religious response to what's been given to me? Some of you have grown up in church. You've, been, you've gone through it, you've been to the candlelight things year after year, you've been to Christmas and Advent and the whole nine yards. You go through the motions, you went through the class when you were growing up and, and they, they, they dubbed you and you went through it and you said, boom, I've arrived and you're pretty much hanging out right where you are. Listen, let me tell you something. God will accept you where you are, he'll take you where you are, but he doesn't want you to stay where you are ever. So the question I have for you, or really God has for you this morning, how are you going to respond to the incredible gift that are you going to be thankful and then respond in a way that honors him? Or honestly, be honest with yourself, are you going to respond with the same mediocre, lackluster, religious response that you have for every other year you're going into. I, I say it's time to jump out. Leonard Sweet wrote this. He said, our pews are occupied by people who want to be moved, but who don't want to move. Oh, move me. I want them. This move me. I'm looking to be moved. Yeah, they want to be moved, but they don't want to move. Number three, and that's, I'm going to tell you something. From we started this church, that's been the goal, not to have a church like that, who people just want to be moved but don't want to move. In our church, our desire has always been, let's keep moving forward. Let's keep growing in Christ. Let's keep extending the boundaries Let's keep living out our faith. Let's keep trying and striving to be the best that we can be for Jesus Christ. We're going to fall short sometimes, but boy, we're going to get up. God's going to pick us up, brush us off, and we're going to move on. That's the goal. Third, 
we can proclaim. We can proclaim. In verses 17 and 18, it says, When they had seen him, they spread the word concerning what had been told them about this child. And all who heard it were amazed at what the shepherds said to them. We can keep Christmas alive bro, by, proclaim, by proclaiming him. Honestly, by sharing with others what has been shared with us. Right? How do we respond? How, how do we move forward? We proclaim by sharing. Someone was, had the courage to share with you, had the joy and excitement to share with you the light and love of Jesus Christ. How do we keep Christmas alive all year long? By proclaiming, by sharing with others what has been shared with us. I want you to think about this. You, you share, you all share the things that you love the most. When you treasure something, you love to share it. I mean, who among us, whether you're a, a man or a woman who loves to cook, right? And it, now, it's during the season that it really comes out, too. And so you love to cook. Who, who cooks their best meal that was passed down from generation to generation and then refuses to share it? It's like, oh, mom's glazed ham. I've been thinking about it for days because she's been working on it, the glazed ham. And mom's like, whoa, 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 whoa. I slaved for seven hours on this glazed ham. Glaze it over and over again. This is all for me, baby. I got some spam, okay? I got some hot sauce. So I'll give you each a can of spam. You guys, but this glazed ham is all mine. What about the cookies, mom? Cookies. I'm not giving you those cookies. Fig Newtons for you, some Hydrox, baby. I hope you like them, but that's what you're getting. The cookie, the Christmas cookies, okay? The little square, the chocolate chip. Oh, those are mine. Those, I mean, who does that? When you get a promotion, what do you do? Not tell your spouse? Not call your parents? Not call your, 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 your children or anybody? Anybody who's alive that knows you, you're calling them up and you're saying, I got a promotion, or you get an award. You don't hide the award. You show everybody, I got an award. When you become a master angler two years in a row and catch not only four trophy fish, but six, you want to tell people about it, right? I like how it's stretched on the screen too. It makes it look even bigger, Right? No, we, when we treasure something, when we, when we love something, we want to share it with other people. When we treasure Jesus Christ in our lives, when we treasure, his, we treasure him, we want to share his love and his truth with every single person around us. In Matthew chapter 5, verses 14 and 15, it reminds us of this. You are a light of the world. A town built on a hill cannot be hidden. Neither do people light a lamp and put it under a bowl. Instead, they put it on its stand and it gives light to everyone, everyone in the house. House. That should be our goal for 2021. That should be all of our goals for 2021. Well, here's what I want you to do. I want you to find a few people in your mind right now. Think of a few people that you would like to share the love and light of Jesus Christ with. Think of them in your mind. Write them down, whatever you need to do. Put it on your phone, in your notes, or whatever. Think of those few people, write their names down, and then start praying for them. Start praying for them 
right after the service is over, that's when you start, you start praying for those people. I want you to start investing in those people that you've written down. Invest in their lives and then have the courage to share the light and love of Jesus Christ. Share the gospel with that person or those people. That's pretty much, that should be our goal for 2021. So here's what I, here was life to you. I'd like to close out this year by making that commitment. By making that commitment. They're making the commitment to ponder, to praise, and to proclaim. And what we're going to do this morning, get those names down. I want you to ponder. I want you to praise. I want you to proclaim. And then we're going to seal the commitment that we just made by taking communion. We're going to seal that commitment. Let's, let's bow our heads. Father God, thank you for the opportunity we have to come together and to worship you. Father, thank you. And we praise you because we pondered, Lord God, all that you have done in our lives. We're thinking about what you've done in our lives and and we praise you for that. And God, we're excited. We love you so much and we treasure you so much. We want to share you with those around us. May that be our commitment, Lord God, this morning. And may we seal that commitment with this time of communion as we praise you in Jesus' name. As we move into a time of communion, uh, and do just what uh, Jeff said in sealing the, the uh, commitment to ponder and praise and proclaim, I also want to uh, give you another suggestion of something that you can uh, do during this time. There, and I'll, and I'll read the, the communion story here in a little bit, but there's just something really, really important to God about remembering. And there are multiple times in um, the Bible in which God says, I want you to remember what I've done in the past. I want, I want you to put it on your doorpost. I want, to, I want you to write it in your mind I want to, you know, in modern days. I want you to put a post-it note on your mirror. I want you to remember. There's just something that's really cool to God about when we take the time to remember what he's done. Um, Kim, who's playing the piano back here, she does a really good job at Christmas time about remembering what I said months and months ago about something that I would like or whatever. And then all of a sudden at Christmas, there it is. And it just feels good to me that she remembered that. And so there's just something really great about remembering. So as we take communion, um, as we do uh, here at Grace Chapel, and if you're watching online, we want you to participate too. You can go grab out of the kitchen something. It doesn't matter if it's a, a little piece of leftover fruitcake from Christmas and some juice or whatever. Um, that's not what the, that, that doesn't matter. But go get something and join us in communion. And um, I'll read the, out of the Bible. You don't have to wait for anything. You can get up there. Our elements back there and in the center aisle. Um, go just whenever you feel like it get that you can bring it back to your table or to your seat you can uh, find a family member or a group of friends and go to the wall or something and pray you can come up here to the steps um, but but spend that time making that commitment to ponder proclaim and to praise and also to remember and to tell God I remember what you did for me and uh, 
Let me read this out of 1 Corinthians chapter 11. Paul says, For I received from the Lord what I also passed on to you. The Lord Jesus, on the night he was betrayed, took bread. And when he had given thanks, he broke it. And he said, This is my body, which is for you. Do this in remembrance of me. In the same way, after supper, he took the cup, saying, This cup is the new covenant in my blood. Do this whenever you drink it in remembrance of me. For whenever you eat this bread and drink this cup, you proclaim the Lord's death until he comes. Let's pray. Jesus, we remember what you did. You came as a baby. You walked with us and taught us. And then you died and rose again. And we remember that, the stories that we've read and that we've heard. And we remember how, cre- how incredible that gift was and is and, and continues to be in our lives. And we commit to pondering and praising and proclaiming in the year 2021 that impact in our lives. And we give it all to you. We thank you. We love you. It's in your name we pray. Amen. Just uh, whenever you feel like it, go back and get the elements, bring it back to your seat or stay back there and pray. Lord Jesus, again, we thank you uh, for the past and the present and the future, and we give all of that to you. 
I ask you for the strength and the creativity and the courage to be a conduit for you in building your kingdom in the, in the next year and beyond. And we dedicate every action and every word and every thought to you. It's in your name we pray. Amen. Uh, good morning. Happy Sunday. <laughs>